I'm here with Abby Streetford today. Um, we're back at the studio at On Night Drive, uh, recording another awesome community resource for you guys. This one is actually really special because it's actually a, a change for the Kenai Initiative. But before we get into that, I'm going to pass it off to Abby to kind of let her tell you guys a little bit about your, herself. Thank you. Yeah, Abby here. Um, I am a local, so I was born and raised here in Soldotna. Um, graduated from So High in 2004. So any of you that um, were in that age range, you might know me. I yeah. So I am back here. My husband and I. I left the state and went to school and did some things outside of Alaska. And moved back in about, I think, 2013 it was, um, my husband and I, and we have three daughters that we're raising in this wonderful community here. And I have the privilege of doing um, some work here. I feel like it's really meaningful work, um, and it's something, it's a passion of mine to give back to this community that raised me. And so I feel honored to be able to do this work um, so just uh, two of the hats that I wear um, in my professional life, one of them, I do outreach and education for a program called Ladies First. Um, this is healthcare coverage for breast and cervical health screening and diagnostic services. So mammograms, pap smears, screening or diagnostic procedures um, can be covered completely. Um, and this is a free program to Alaskans that qualify. And I will say the qualification uh, for this program is extremely broad. So uh, a lot of people don't think they would qualify because they make a certain amount of money and oftentimes they still do qualify. So I I'm happy we're here to talk about another program today, but I wanted to mention that because it's a hat I wear and it's important for anyone and everyone, especially uh, women on the Kenai Peninsula, to be aware of. Um, and the other hat that I wear is I have the absolute privilege of leading a uh, an alliance on the Kenai Peninsula called SAFER, and that stands for South Central Alliance for Family Resilience. And really the main purpose of this group is to educate our community on the impact of ACEs, which stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences. Um, really just looking at what are those experiences that happened to us or have happened to us and have potentially, you know, impacted us down the road. And that looks like chronic disease that looks like risky, you know, decisions and behaviors, trying to cope with, you know, some of the things that, that we were handed um, in our young years and didn't know how to handle them at the time, bottled them up perhaps, and it came out down the road um, in different ways. And so we're looking at really just root cause risk factors um, that are potentially changing people's life for the negative down the road. Um, but more importantly than that, we're talking about looking into and, and implementing more positive experiences and educating families and our community on how we can be doing um, positive things in our young ones' lives that truly do um, combat those adversities. Some of those adversities are inevitable. And um, so these are there are certain things that we can be doing to protect and build resilience in our young so that when they do walk through adversity in life, they um, have those coping skills in place and can kind of bounce back um, a little bit easier. So 
this work is so important. It's super passionate. Um, it's a big passion of mine with three little ones. And um, I'm just, I feel privileged to be part of it. And so really the program that I'm going to dive into today um, is for young families in this area and was developed through this alliance. Um, and this alliance um, at the end of the day is funded and really um, over or underneath a larger umbrella, which is Change for the Kenai. And I will let the expert on that talk about that one. Yeah. Um, in case you guys haven't figured out by now, Abby and I actually work together quite often uh, because as a lot of you probably know by now, our podcast is also under the Change for the Kenai umbrella. Um, Change for the Kenai is a local community coalition that aims to address the negative effects of adverse childhood experiences and with the focus on the way it affects substance use, but also the way our coalition is now broadened, right? Um, if you've listened to our podcast before, we have an entire podcast about change for the Kenai. But a lot of that, the coolest thing about that is a lot of that work has changed in the sense that we've come to realize and now not only realize, but have now have taken steps to partner with more of our local community coalitions that address some of the other things that used to exist in silos in the sense that now we realize that ACEs and these adverse childhood experiences and trauma itself is a root cause of much more than substance use, right? Uh, we work very sh closely with the Lee Shore Center um, and our friends at the Peninsula Points on Prevention Coalition uh, affected, that work with the victims of domestic violence, violence in general. We have violence intervention programs, and now we're working with multiple agencies in the community to start doing what we call upstream prevention, trying to get at these things before they get to the institutions like well, even the hospital, you know, like she said, some of these are just simply, some of the effects of trauma are simply just chronic illnesses, respiratory illnesses, things like diabetes. And I think what some people also, I'm going to get off on just a little bit of a tangent here, because I think this roots back to your program that we're going to talk about, um, is that some people don't realize how early some of these discrepancies start, in the sense that some of these start in the womb, you know, if, without proper nutrition, uh, ne neonatally and prenatally, uh, without proper care even in there. And not to say that, and I would never... Put that on a parent necessarily because first of all a lot of people don't know and even if you know you may not have access to all the resources and care and nutrition that you need um, or even the support that you need you know as a as an expecting parent which is why we're here today to talk about this program called soar we're super excited about it um this is a really i think this is a really cool program i'll let abby talk about it a little more but like we said soar is super cool because it's about as upstream as you get you know we're literally talking to parents that are expecting children. Um, yeah, so I'm going to let it have you go because we're outside. Yeah, yeah. So SOAR, just as a background, SOAR is actually an acronym that stands for uh, Support Opportunities and Resources. And the, whole, the full program name is called SOAR into Parenting. And just to give you like the backstory on how SOAR was developed, um, we were, I don't know, it was probably 2020 <laughs> at some point. It seems like a blur at this point, yeah. but definitely in the pandemic. And um, there was just this, I guess, void in services and resources. Um, a lot of classes and educational opportunities were being shut down or just vir offered virtually. Um, and we were as a coalition, you know, looking at how can we support, you know, our children, of course, but families and parents and, and in this community in that way. Um, and it was identified that parents are struggling right now, especially expectant families, um, especially those, this is, might be their first baby. And they were really relying on some of those classes and support, 
to help you know prepare them for this major maybe one of the biggest transitions you can go through in this earth and um, so we just developed a program uh, called soar into parenting and uh, this was really a pilot project. We didn't know, you know, what, what it would be beyond this one pilot opportunity where we had some funding. And how it was developed initially was a subscription service, um, kind of playing on some of the fun like subscription boxes that are so popular these days so we yeah there's one that uh like a couple of my buddies subscribe to that literally just sends them steaks like just food. steaks yeah yeah it's the weirdest thing to me but people like it Love so yeah it. it was a, i thought it was a cool idea honestly and it was actually really fun to put the boxes together Co uh cobra's not here with us today but cobra and i spent some time uh putting boxes together and uh developing the education piece a little bit luckily now that has gotten to the real professionals, <laughs> more advanced people are actually putting together the education piece, which is cool for parents because it's like, it's going to be, I'm going to let Abby talk, but it's, it's a cool piece. It's very comprehensive, the educational piece from what I understand. It's, that's exactly, it's, I mean, it's about education. That is a huge part of it. But um, yeah, the initial, you know, pilot program was really that subscription program. And it was all about getting boxes of items to families, helpful items for mom, helpful items for baby, helpful items for dad and family. We had like coloring stuff if they have siblings. So just really helpful items and to celebrate their family and this new baby and, and the tr transition they're walking through. And then of course, directing them to resources. That was another big one. So that program was launched, took off, and did really well. The response we got from the families enrolled, I would say we had about 28, mm -hmm. would you yeah, say? Yeah, yeah, I think we made 30 boxes, and I think 28 of them, yeah, 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 yeah. sounds right. Yeah, it was like between 28 and 35. It depended on the, because the, each family got three boxes. So, mm -hmm. um, so it depended on the round. I thought that was round. really cool, because, so um, to preface this, the, they got three boxes at three different developmental stages for their child. So you had like a newborn box, which had like age appropriate toys, age appropriate books. Then I think it was six months, maybe three and six months or six and 12 months. I can't quite remember. Well, it was supposed to be yeah, like a set yeah. timeline, but like everything with COVID, it was a lot more delayed, but still the, the items were relevant to age, yeah. which was cool. Yeah, it was cool. And I think that's, you know, on the bright side of things, I know this is going to sound crazy, but on the bright side of things of COVID, it did create a little bit of dysfunction in the program in the sense that it was kind of hard to meet with people. You know, it was hard to get everyone to be together and like really develop these kinds of programs and even putting boxes together. Like Cobra and I were wearing masks in our house, like putting boxes together, you know, but it gave us an opportunity to have to take a step back and think about how we could do it better because it didn't just take off, you know, our I wouldn't say we, I would say Abby. It gave Abby a chance to, to take a step back and really think about, well, how could it be better yeah. post-COVID? And I think some of those changes that have been made are going to make this program incredibly, incredibly helpful for young parents in our community. Yes, and that's such a good point because... I was the one that delivered them. So if you're listening to this and happen to be part of the program, it was me at your doorstep three times. So <laughs> I literally just drove up, dropped it. I didn't even knock on doors and left. And that was to protect the families and obviously myself, but just we had to make it very transactional and that's just what it was. But um, in doing that, we realized both with just 
on our end, realizing what could be improved, but also through some surveys that we um, surveyed our families. Um, connection was the number one request, like for need, connection to resources, connection to other families. Like so many of the families in the program responded with, how can I connect with other families going through, you know, this transition? People just feel like isolated still, you know, we, mm -hmm. we have been. And so, and this is a big transition. It can be isolating in a normal world, let alone in a world that you're forced to be isolated in. So that was as we now transition into the actual program. So the good news is that pilot program is now expanded and we are able to offer this program ongoing to families. It's going to look a little different in many ways. Um, but yeah, the whole hope is to make it less transactional and really engage with these families and and connect with them. Yeah, and I think the cool part is, and I'm, we're getting to this too, but one of the parts that's really exciting for me is the fact that you're giving families an opportunity to not only connect with Change for the Kenai, connect with Safer, and connect with us, but connect with other families as well. Yes. Just even if it's Sometimes it could be an educational component or an educational piece to it, but more importantly than anything, just to bond, to connect, to look at each other in the eye again mm -hmm. and feel that like it's just so needed. And we heard that loud and clear through the survey. And I think sometimes what's cool for, uh, what's cool about this program is regardless of where your other friend group is at, you know, because I think like, Okay, I'm gonna pref I'm gonna preface this as well because I'm 26, you know. So like I'm in kind of a weird spot where like some of my friends are getting married and having kids, and some are not, you know. But I think for like the ones that are getting married and having kids, if you don't have a lot of friends that are also doing that, or you don't know a bunch of other parents, or you aren't getting or aren't having children around the same time, it can it would probably be kind of cool to have some friends that are sharing some similar experiences with you, you know. And you can or even not necessarily even friends, but just a place you can go or things you can do or activities you can do that are based around some of the similar activities and some of the similar experiences you're having in life. So you can kind of bond and connect and bounce ideas off each other about that and, and just experience it together. Yeah. It's literally necessary. Like right. you, you still can have those friends that are in different seasons, of course, mm -hmm. but it's necessary to your ability to feel connected to somebody that understands what you're going through. Nobody yeah. can, you know, the parenting is, something that you can kind of understand, but I, I genuinely, in my experience at least, I'm speaking for myself, I don't know that anybody can truly understand parenting and the journey that is until they've walked through it. And yeah, so, sure. so yeah, having a community of individuals that can understand that is so, so important for so many reasons. And so that is probably the core priority of the SOAR into parenting program is that connection piece. So what, um, just general overview, what is this program going to look like? Yeah. So um, basically there's steps. The first step is enrollment and mm -hmm. the enrollment looks like watching. It'll be about, we're actually recording next week, a 10 to 15 minute video. It'll be myself, uh, another program called Help Me Grow Alaska and another program called Thread Alaska. Um, we're having a brief conversation about the services offered and um, welcoming you into the program. From and does this, um, does entry cost anything? Is there any cost to it? Entry is free. This is a free program for families in our community. Sweet. But in this, 
also, sorry, not but, but also, if there's someone right now who's listening and maybe they haven't seen anything, also, I would keep a tab out on our Facebook page just as well, the Change for the Kenai Facebook page uh, for any updates or things that might come for, is that as well. But if you, if you haven't seen anything and you're listening to this now and you're wondering, well, I haven't seen any QR codes around, I haven't seen anything around, how else might, but you want to get involved now, how might somebody do that? Yeah, so I'm... I am happy to enroll anyone individually. You can reach out to me directly. Uh, my number is 907-252-1772. Um, you can call or text me. And then I know Aaron will also have it in the show notes with my email. My yep. email is a little bit longer, so we'll leave that in the show notes, <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, but sure. yeah, you can reach out directly to me um, and I can enroll you. Um, but also we are going to have, you know, do the be- as best as we can to blanket, you know, pr- promote it across um, social media outlets. We're hoping to get some radio spots for it. We will also potentially have it in the newspaper. Um, we are going to be working with providers, um, educating them on the program and how to refer patients. And that will be a simple QR code. So just scanning it with the, the camera on your phone. Um, and that'll take you right to the welcome video. And the welcome video then takes you right to the survey. And once that survey is uh, completed, like a 10 question survey, super quick, um, you're officially enrolled in the program. So after enrollment, what are the next steps after that? So that's where it gets fun. So um, yeah, after enrollment, you'll be reached out to probably by myself, um, but somebody, a representative of the program. And um, the first step is to get your basket. So we are going to stick with that subscription box idea of making sure that initial um, interaction is providing families with really helpful, useful, and adorable items for um, that big transition, whether you've gone through it already or um, are pregnant, um, you'll receive a basket. We're actually looking for collapsible laundry baskets, FYI, because that's just such a handy item. We wanted to make sure every piece to this basket will be helpful to you. And I'm I'm only going to ask this question because sometimes I feel like these kinds of things, like they're like, oh, registration's free, but then you got to buy everything else. But these boxes are obviously totally free, right? Completely free. Yeah, everything's totally free. I think that's the coolest part about this is the accessibility. It's a 15-minute video and a 10-question survey. Um, and before the for the services that you're receiving, super, super low barriers to entry. Yeah. Um, available to anybody, uh, any walk of life, super easy to access and a super inviting community. That's one thing I think that's cool about our coalition and the fact that we're bringing, we had a community round table with our coalition members the other, like a couple weeks ago. And this was, I thought was super cool. Cause I remember seeing some of these meetings three, four years ago when I first got here, that were like five agencies, six agencies, seven agencies. The other day, I think I, if I counted correctly, I counted like 25 to 28 agencies at a round table. Yeah. And so, and like she said, we could do more, we could talk more about thread. Um, but Thread Alaska, Help Me Grow, they all have websites. You can Google those. They're super valuable community resources for our community as well. And the fact that they're pooling resources to contribute to these boxes and contribute to the knowledge pieces is so, so helpful. People are literally getting three agencies in one coming together to provide boxes just for you and your child and for the future of this community as well, you know, with it in that scope, right? Yes. And that's super and I think that's just such an invaluable piece for our community. But that's not all. Yeah. That's what's so yeah. cool is there's there's more to it, right? So 
after yeah. you get your box and now what do we do after that? Yeah. So after that is the piece that I was talking about, making it less transactional. So how this is going to look is we will have um, once a month um, opportunities to have coffee. Um, especially, I don't know if anyone's been to Dry Bones Coffee Shop in Kenai. They have the most amazing little kid section so you can like actually sip your coffee and let your kid play just fyi to the parents out there it's a great place to be able to do that but we are going to have meetup opportunities where um and this is going to be more just informal you can get to know other families in the program get to know myself and anyone else um you know from the program that's at that particular uh meetup uh, there might be opportunity at these for some educational component um, where we bring in perhaps a guest expert. And that is really something that I would like to um, leave up to the, the members or the enrollees that, you know, are there topics that you're struggling with? A lot of, you know, in the pilot program, there was a lot of questions about behavior management and when do I feed my kid? When do I start solid foods? And those like really valid questions. And so, I mean, if there's some trending question within the program, it might be where we bring in some guest expert either locally or even look outside of here and do like a virtual meeting where we could have someone come and present and educate all of us together. So that is one step, one additional way that we would like to engage with enrollees in the program. And I think that piece is super cool too, because, well, first of all, connection and having community connection um, is just so, so important, not only for your own physical health, but for the health of your community, right? You know, like those connected communities are typically those like really strong communities, you know, like my grandpa, my grandpa grew up in the, in the 40s and 50s, you know, and he's a pretty open-minded dude. And, you know, he, he would tell us, you know, he's like, hey man, I grew up in a very like leave it to beaver kind of lifestyle. You know, I had a white picket fence. My mom like was a secretary. My dad was a teacher, like, and we were very, we were fine, you know, we were very middle class, like very suburbia America, you know, he's like, I don't feel like that's happening anymore, you know, and I think a part of it is because we're so disconnected now. He's like, he, he's like, I knew all my neighbors by their first names, you know, like, honestly, I don't know if I've met my neighbors. So like, that's kind of yeah. weird. And, and I'm going to admit that yeah. that's kind of weird, you know? And so like just having that connection and even in your own community, you know, a community of expecting parents or community mm -hmm. of parents of kids in a certain age, you know? And plus it gives that child opportunity to make connections too, right? And that's like, we talked about ACEs before and some of those risk factors, but now I think this is really, really important is that's not the end of the story, right? Is there's yeah. protective factors as well. And this is a big protective factor on multiple fronts in the sense that you're educating parents so that they can provide support for their kids. And then you're providing connection for those kids as well and early play memories and early good memories of connection and that are super important especially in those really young years, you know, I think the our zero through five are some of the most important years of our life. Like yeah. we learn a lot about attachment in those years. We learn a lot about the world, even subconsciously in the, I don't know, subconscious is not the right word, but even yeah. subtly, we learn a lot about the world in those first five years. Mm -hmm. I think if I were a new parent, like I'm, like I said, I'm pretty young still. I'm 26. You know, I'm not an expected parent, thankfully, because I would have nowhere to start. I'd have to enroll in the program. Sorry. I'd have no idea. Yeah, that's the, this would be like the only place I could start. Otherwise, I'd be on a, like a month long research project, learning about when to switch my kid to solid foods. I don't even know what they're like. When do they start eating from the like the, the Gerber baby bottle? I have no idea. You know, I have no clue what that is as a 26 year old adult, well, kind of, right? But yeah, yeah, no. So I think like 
it just, this program hits on so many fronts that are so important for healthy young development in kids and parents, you know, even like young parents that are developing in, in through themselves as parents. You know, I think when you, like I said, I'm not a parent, but I would imagine that when you become a parent and correct me if I'm wrong, you kind of take on this new identity and you literally get it. We get it verbally, right? We get it. Oh, Hey, you're mom now. Yeah. Like literally. So you take on this whole new identity to, and these new responsibilities, these new things. And I think like sometimes we romanticize that in a sense that like, and not in a way that's necessarily even bad, right? We romanticize like, oh, it's gonna be like this super beautiful, easy thing that's gonna be like amazing. And then like you get two months in and like baby's crying, there's diapers everywhere and you don't know what the heck's going on. And like your mind's kind of frazzled and you're like, dude, I'm, I need some help, you know? Yeah. And I think like that's what's cool about this program is you get kind of a lot of what you need. And it's practical. Yeah. It's real. It's real life practical stuff, not just practical in the sense that it's practical for any and every mom. It's actually practical for moms and dads and mm-hmm. families on the Central Peninsula, grandparents, all of that. So it's really practical to, you know, what are the resources and the things that we can be doing here locally or accessing here locally to help us through this transition and to answer some of those questions that we might have. Um, and it's, it really is, it's, it's getting to the root of like the, the bare necessities, like Mm -hmm. those things that we need, the, the helpful items, the thermometer, the blanket, the, the hat for outside that's knit by individuals here locally, by the way. So yeah, Yeah, that's really cool. We should, I actually, I do want to mention that. That's super cool. I think it, um, there are some, amazing older individuals at I think Heritage Place right that are knitting caps for the program I think that's super cool I think the way that this program has been able to that's like the whole change for the Kenai thing too right like if you guys don't know that's our motto is connect community save lives because we genuinely do believe that connection can save lives you know and does actively save lives on a day-to-day basis um that so much of the community has come together to support this program and through this program really support if you are willing to get involved or not even necessarily willing, but if you're like able to get involved, you and your child. Yeah. And I think like that's the cool thing is like this whole program from top to bottom, from Abby's passion to people at Heritage Place, the people at Thread, the people at Help Me Grow has come from a very genuine place of love, you yeah. know, um, love for our community, love for uh, just kids and parents in our community, the love of, it sounds like really like big, broad and profound, but it's actually kind of not, but like the love of humanity, you know, like genuinely though, it's kind of, and like, and not to like really, I know I said that in kind of a sarcastic tone. And so not to like really undermine that because it's a cool, cool thing that people are generally looking at such a broad scope of people and being, just being willing to help, you know, yeah. especially after COVID kind of gave you some hope in the world, you know, for sure. It got kind of bleak there for a second. Give back. Yeah. Yeah, No, I, and especially give back locally. That's really cool. So um, so yes, so that is the the monthly meetup piece is going to be a connection, maybe some educational piece to it, but really just trying to get to know each and every one of the enrollees and um, their families and what their dynamic looks like and answer questions and so on and so forth. And um, But the next piece is probably what I'm most excited about. Um, it it kind of introduces like the fun side of it. Um, the, the next step in the program. And again, I do want to mention that you can be as engaged as you'd like. So if enrolling and getting a basket is what you're interested in doing and you feel you've, you know, got the support and you're good, um, by all means, that's that you can do that. Um, 
but for those that want more out of the program, there is more. So it's really, you know, up to you on how much you want to, um, participate in, in the program. So, but this next piece is, um, it's going to be a quarterly opportunity. So about every three months, um, we're going to offer, uh, it's called a parent cafe is what we're calling it. And really this is going to be, um, themed and it's going to be an activity that we come together and do. Um, and there will be some incentive to participating in that. And the incentive is one, just, you know, an awesome thing to be able to take home, but also a visual reminder of the kind of the deeper purpose of that particular event, um, or that particular like theme, um, and a reminder in your home, uh, of what we talked about and what we did that day and how that particular event is literally a positive experience. That's it's, it's as simple. Some of them are so simple and we overlook them and probably do them daily. We don't, we don't like sit down and color with our kids and think, you know, I just engaged in a positive experience with my child. But Mm -hmm. those are the things that literally are building resilience in your child daily. And so I think it's important to call that out every once in a while and really do honestly pat ourselves on the back for it because we don't. (laughs) Yeah, no. And I think sometimes it's like, because I think parents have like some baseline expectations of themselves and like obviously culture has some baseline expectations of parents as well. Uh, Sometimes I think we forget that like, I know this sounds like really bad and this is going to sound weird. It's not bad, but it's going to sound weird that our kids don't know things, you know, like they don't, like, especially when they're really young, like mm-hmm. two, three, four, five, like they don't just like know that you want to spend time with them or they just don't like yeah. assume that like they don't, they're kind of like, they know some things, right. And they're smart, obviously mm-hmm. very smart, but doing those things still just always reinforces, even if there's an idea, just reinforces that idea that, oh yeah, like my mom really spends time with me and my dad really yeah. spends time with me and like, in a way that says my parents really love me, you know, like, yeah. and, and there's a myriad of ways, myriad of ways to express that. Mm-hmm. But I think like, those are some of the most easy, simple ones, you know, is like just bringing your kids to things and like yeah. spending time with them and like, you know, just like hugging on them and loving them yeah. and coloring with them and playing with them, you know, and mm-hmm. like, just the really like simple things, you know, I think like, that's what's always really funny to me, you know, is you'll see kids like side by side, one has a tablet and one has a colored pencil and they're having like just as much fun, mm-hmm. you know? And so like, Kids are in some ways so, so complex and like so, so confusing. Mm-hmm. I'm a coach of kids and like sometimes they're just yeah. like the most confusing beings I've ever met in my mm-hmm. life. But in some ways they're incredibly simple, mm-hmm. you know, in the sense that like they just kind of want to be loved on and like they just want you to spend time with them and like yeah. be there with them, you know. And I think that's what's cool about this is it gives you like scheduled opportunities yeah. to do that, you know, and in a way that's like structured and like helpful for you and helpful for them and kind of just consistently reinforces these positive habits. Yeah spending time and loving on your kids you know which like I think everyone like loves to do it I think sometimes life is like it's just stressful man it's hard Mm -hmm. you know like life is if life is anything it's kind of difficult a lot of the time Mm -hmm. and I think like parents wish that they had more opportunities I think at least in my experience like working with parents like at the gym and at the club um, more experience more opportunities to have like genuine bonding experiences with your kids, you know, I think like that's why so many communities are so invested in like club sports and things like that. Mm So that's like one of the, another one of those arenas that it's like a structured way to engage with your kids, doing things with them that like you can kind of both be interested in. Yes. I think that's, what's cool about this. Yeah. These kind of community cafes with your kids and with other families too, which is cool too, you know, having that bonding moment with other families in our community. So 
Yeah. And, um, you know, so for example, a parent cafe could look something like, um, well, it will look like, um, the lost art of sitting around a table and eating a meal. So that was one of the concepts really, um, getting families back to the table, um, at dinner time, even, um, just even just dinner time. But, um, we are going to host a cooking class and invite families to come and by attending that, not only will you obviously be taking home the meal that you prepare, but um, we're going to provide families with a piece of cookware. So it might look like a crock pot or an instant pot or um, some, you know, a cast iron pan or a Dutch oven or something. We're, you know, mm -hmm. we're working through the details, but that is going to be the piece or like the incentive of coming um, and participating is that you would get to go home, bring this home and utilize it in your home. Um, to prepare and cook meals and hopefully as a reminder of, hey, when I use this, we're going to sit around the dinner table and mm -hmm. have a meal together because that is a very simple and honestly at one point in time was a, a regularly occurring. It was, an, it was an indispensable part of American culture at one yes, point for sure. It's yeah, a absolutely. lost art and I am personally guilty of that. Yeah. And it I is, think it's hard now because like it's harder now than it was a few years. I mean, actually, I don't know that, right? Um, but I'm imagining because I've heard, I don't know, I'm just picking up like what I've heard, right? Like from some of my like family and experience, some of my like the older parents, like my parents, my uncles, my aunts, um, older cousins, things like that is that like, man, people are just so busy now, yeah. you know, like, and especially sometimes we're just busy at home being distracted, you know, yeah. like, and I think life is so busy for a lot of parents and a lot of people that sometimes it's just not like doable all the time. But even if you can just do it, like two, three, four, five times. It's just as much as you can, you know, like yeah. just spending that time. And especially because food has such like a cultural aspect to it, you know, like food is something that like that transcends culture in the mm -hmm. sense that like every culture expresses a piece of their culture through food mm -hmm. and the way they eat it, you know, and eating it together. And like mm -hmm. almost every culture on earth that I know of at least so far yeah. values eating together. Mm -hmm. Like that's just such a like in, indispensable part of being human is yeah. to come together to talk about your day to debrief with each other to have a conversation and like that's another one you know like that reinforces that idea that like because like I said I think kids sometimes kids like just don't ever like think about it you know they're like oh yeah like but they need a reminder sometimes like hey man like you're very loved you know and I yeah. think like just asking about their day or like showing like some genuine interest in like their lives and not that parents don't do that, you know, yeah. but I think like, that's really like, I think to some, I think on the surface for most, it feels like, Oh, we're just having dinner, you know? But I think like a lot of research says that like, no, what you're really doing is like, you're showing people that you care about them, you know? Yeah. And I think that's like, I think it's a pretty simple way to do it. You know, obviously it is, it's yeah. simple, but it can still be hard. Yeah, you know? Like it can sure. still be hard to do in practical day-to-day -day sense, mm -hmm. but the idea of it is simple, you know? And it's I think simple, like once yeah. you get the tools to do it and like, that's what this thing is so cool about. And plus man, you get a free piece of cookware yeah. and you get to learn how to look and you get to learn some and stuff. A and meal. Like, cook some and things. a meal yeah. that you'll bring home. And yeah, so that will be something done here locally. Um, I'm not going to mention the name of the place yet because it's in the works still. It will be launching here soon this spring. Um, another new opportunity here in our community, which is exciting. But um, that is just one example of what these quarterly events will look like. So, for example, with somebody in this program, they might enroll and get their basket. And maybe the monthly meetups are too much or just not of interest, but the parent cafes are of interest. Yeah. So you can pick and choose what you'd want to be involved with. Yeah. 
So just to give a brief recap so far, because we kind of talked about a lot just now in a pretty brief amount of time. Um, so the way this process seems to work, and then correct me if I'm wrong, right? Because I'm the one listening. So I am you in the microphone right now. So what I do is I either contact you or I get referred by a provider eventually, or I find one of these QR codes somewhere, scan, yeah. watch the video, do those 10 question survey, 15 minute video ish, 10 to 15, 10 question survey. I get enrolled. I get my box. I do I have to, how do I get my box? So that um, will be an in, in person, most likely at these meetups, we will okay. have boxes on us or, or with us, I guess I should say. Um, but I, I'm not going to, um, if anybody is unable to receive it in person, we'll find a way, whether it's me just dropping it off at your doorstep, or we could even look at possibly mailing items. So we'll get a box to you somehow. Cool. And so then I get my box and I have the opportunity to get to monthly meetups and just have coffee and hang out with, uh, either expecting parents or parents of young children. And then every quarter, right. Which is three months. Yep. So every three months, we get to do one of these other activities, right? These community cafes. Uh, I think the first one planned to have now that's pretty rock solid is the cooking class. Yes. And I think there will be other ones as well that are also in the works. Um, yes. And all this stuff. But the idea is the same, right? So I think from what I understand, it is – so let's say whether it's a cooking class or something else, I go, I engage in activity, I get an item back, get to take whatever I create home with me. Yeah. And more – Actually, I'm not going to say most importantly because I'm you right now. So whatever you think is most important is for you. But what I think is most important is that you need to take that skill back yeah. to your family. And then you can engage in that fa- skill again as mm-hmm. like – you get to engage that skill again as a parent and, you know, t- yeah, I don't know, spend some time with your kids and have like a cool bonding experience with your kids, hopefully. Yes. As you engage in these activities. And hopefully and further, um, you know, build further relationships with the other families in the program through mm-hmm. these parent cafes. Because, again, they're going to be fun. We're going to make it really interactive and fun. And let's just get together and do a normal life thing mm-hmm. that um, we typically do, you know, on a regular basis. But let's do it together and enjoy time and get to know one another and bond in that. Yeah, for sure. And then one more time before we go, uh, do you want to give your phone number one more time in case there's somebody who feels incredibly inspired to text you at this very moment? Yes. And let me just also, right before I say that, I I just want to make sure it's clear. This program, you're eligible whether you're pregnant or even if you've had a baby in the last year. Mm -hmm. So um, ideally, we're looking for families within that first year of parenting to enroll them. Um, So, And it could be your first, second, third. I don't care. You could be a foster parent, adopted. Adopting. Um, so please, a grandparent doing this again. So just um, anybody's welcome. And even if you have a question of whether you'd be eligible, just call me or text me and I'm happy to talk to you and hopefully just get you enrolled. So yeah, my number is 907-252-1772. Awesome. Thank you so much, Abby, for joining us today. Is there anything else um, just off the top of your head that you feel is important or needs to be said? Nope. Just be well. Take care of yourself. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you to everyone at Change for the Kenai, all of our uh, coalition members, everyone who stepped up in the last year or two to help us throughout COVID and to help the community throughout COVID more than anything else um, and help us all get together and connect and yeah, do the things we like to do. Thank you very much. This was You and I for the Kenai.